Hey, Amy. Yes, Casey? What if we did another episode of our podcast? Casey, we are doing another episode of our podcast. It worked! Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. I guess the real question of this episode is, what if pup instead of cat? It is true. What if pup instead of cat, and what if living room instead of bedroom? <laughs> the answer is, weirder sound and a puppy. Which seems to be fitting for this show. Of alternate the- realities. Multipass. What? 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 I still haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen it at all? No. Mm. I don't think so. Mm. I'm referring to The Fifth Element. Uh, I, I, I thought I was going to have a segue for that into what we're talking about, but I don't. So, much like the some of the episodes. Dimension. The Dimension. Marvel, what if? Marvel, what if? I know for a, a lot of you, it's been, you know, it's a brown. hot second since that show ended, but... There's so much stuff coming out right now that, you know, we just have to catch up and we must start this podcast with some puns. So let us dredge up the past of like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, people are still doing like theories and videos on it at this point because it takes some time to like watch it a couple times go through the details not that we did that but yeah I'm like once once is once, <laughs> once was enough yeah once was enough so, so non-spoilery yep what do you think of what if <gasps> expectation versus reality <gasps> eh, eh, yeah that's <laughs> could that be is that the t- title of our episode eh. what eh what eh? A season, season one Marvel's What If review. What eh? eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it had a lots of, it had a lots of, had a. We use different words Has here. Has a lot of verses. Got a lot of up and downs. Yeah, I. It was just even then. It was like it had a lot of like. Eh, moments like. Yeah. Like, there are some really cool moments, but I feel like, comparative to how I saw some other people react to this show, I was a lot less enthused and impressed. Yeah, I felt like it undercut itself in a lot of ways, and that really ended up hurting itself for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. It... I liked the idea of what if. I liked the idea of hearing a bunch of different stories from the Marvel Marvel multiverse. That makes sense in this multiverse. Right. And the living room multiverse. Because like it covered some of my favorite things. Like I like Captain Carter. I love like the Marvel Zombies series. I just. It's so sad. Yeah. And not like 
the Marvel movies can be sad, but there's always like hope and hope died. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing with like a lot of comic books or at least, you know, in Marvel comics, you know, there's a lot of dark and, and heavy moments. But yeah, there's always that hope. And you know that somehow everything is going to be OK, whether on its own or retconned. <laughs> <laughs> and this was just like, I don't know, it just felt kind of like torture porn for me in right? a lot of ways. And I'm just like, this isn't fun to watch people. I characters that I really cared about because, you know, they're we've spent so many years with mm -hmm. them and just watch them just get brutally murdered again. And if you're Tony Stark, almost every episode. I mean, doesn't he die every episode except the last one? Uh, uh, he was... dies in every episode he's in. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the episodes he doesn't die in is because he's not in them. Except for the final one, because it yeah. alludes to the episode that we didn't see where apparently he doesn't die. They're like, we can't have that happen. We can't, we can't show you that. No. It, it, but I, I was... Uh, now we're getting into spoilers. I was glad that other people were like, WTF is Gamora doing here? Because we didn't get that episode on Sakaar. Nope. <laughs> thank you thank you so your, much for listening thank you for your wonderful input uh yeah so let's i mean we can go episode by episode in a little bit but yeah i mean i just overall i just wanted it to have that same kind of you know the age of heroes feeling where you know bad things happen but you still feel hope for the future and it was just like a constant state of like it felt like we were in a DCEU movie. Yeah. Everything was dark, gritty, and sad. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, what if comics out there. And, you know, they, and even if they're not called what if, they're like little mini arcs. Yeah. And just little, you know, usually like a four to six issue at most kind of. One little, shot. Yeah, tiny little bubble of it. Like the, when Ghost Rider was, it was like Ghost Rider was uh it was like cosmic ghost rider and he the whole thing with thanos like baby thanos and like yeah i mean there's also that. like i mean not that this was a what if comic this was civil war like one of my favorite things that i've always wished we could see is the alternate universe where tony stark was a lady though her name was natasha and i don't know why they named every woman natasha uh her there were only three uh female presenting names in the universe in the multiverse yeah and all three of them are natasha <laughs> <laughs> um but like there's natasha stark and she ends up marrying captain america and i'm like that would be an interesting story to see how they go from like hating each other to loving each other yeah no yeah i, agree. I also just really like the idea of like dressing up and becoming natasha stark and i wanted to do that costume forever but i don't feel like i have the guns for it and by that i mean like dumb muscles slap slap I wanted them to make sure they understood what guns I was talking about because I do not support the other kind. Just to make sure we're clear, could you make that sound again? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. If I ever get my muscles going, I will be Natasha Stark. Yeah. And so, like, I, you know, we are in phase four. We're in the weird phase and, you know, we're going through our weird phase with the MCU. And I, and I've been, for the most part, really enjoying it. And not to say that there wasn't you know plenty of things to enjoy within this but you know it was just the the question of what if wasn't stuff like what if captain america was the sorcerer supreme and like that stuff is really interesting nope. instead of it's just like what if these characters died what if these characters died oh but what if these characters died what if this person was in a different point in time 
What if and this person died. was the bad guy for all of this and died, and everyone else died? Like it, there are more ways to write exciting stories about superheroes than what happens if we killed all the ones that you already liked. Yeah, and it just, I we'll we'll get into it, I guess, episode by episode. But it just it felt like it. I don't. I doubt it was an intentional because it's a kind of a bad thing. But it just cheapens so much of what came before, specifically a lot with Endgame, which was such yeah. a big culmination of everything. And, you know, it's such a monument. It was such a monumental thing in, you know, in the MCU, but also in cinematic history, like nothing like that had ever been done before on that level yep. before. And then just to kind of like th- throw it away, it I, I want to say flick it. like flick it Luke away. throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder, but even that had a purpose to it because <laughs> uh, I wasn't mad at that. Uh, sorry, Last Jedi haters. We don't have time for all that. Anyway. Nah, don't we have an episode talking about how we liked The Last Jedi? I think so. I feel like we do. Yeah. That was some, I think that was one of our early episodes. I think so. Like season with our season one filter. Yeah. Where, you know, you don't know where it changes into season two, three or phase four. Yep. How long have we been doing this podcast? We're almost at 100 episodes. I need that. You told me. I know, but now we're even closer. I think we passed 95. Is that how it works? I think we're on episode 96. (laughs) Wow. Wee. Wow. That just reminded me one of my favorite things, uh, which I think we'll probably do an episode at some point about community. Oh, yeah. Just, I'll have you know, I come from a long line of, of wives and mothers. And she goes, many do. <laughs> <laughs> any any chance I get to uh, bring that up is is worth it. So or, first, I'm Space Elder Britta. <laughs> I'm Space Elder Britta. <laughs> we love we we love Britta. We house. love Britta. So speaking of Britta, mm-hmm. uh, episode one. I don't have a segue for that either. Let's filter down to episode one. Bear down for midterms. This is not our community episode yet, but, you know, foreshadowing or something. Sure. I mean, multiverse. Who cares? I mean, there's a lot of people from community. I mean, episode one. (gasps) Captain Carter. Captain Carter. So I feel like it was an okay episode to start out on because it was the one everyone really knew was coming because it was like most of their marketing. I like Peggy Carter a lot. I am one of those people who's like, Heck yes, give me more of Haley Atwell and Peggy Carter. I would have much preferred live action, you know, Captain Carter. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, like, the, the biggest thing about it was that it was, like, almost beat by beat uh, Captain America 1. Yeah, the first Avenger. Yeah, and so that was just kind of, like, it made the episode super predictable. Yeah. I enjoyed the tiny Steve versus giant Peggy romance yeah. that was very cute and then i discovered through that uh big bertha and mr miracle and i am looking very much forward to buying those two issues and reading through you know the their love story so i guess i can think what if for that <laughs> um i enjoy the the first appearance of you know b character tentacle monster that appears through so much of this just you know just popped in wiggle some tentacles and then you're out yep pretty but easy gig yeah. just go 
Yep. Yep. Um, but other than that, like, it was just, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it had the job of setting the tone and setting up. But it didn't set the tone. It was much less sad. I know, but I guess the first episode, you know, they didn't want to go too far out there, or at least that's what it was kind of suggesting is like, okay, well, the first episode, we need to kind of dip your toes in and just dunk you right in. So we're just going to have basically an alternate retelling of one of the movies we've already done. Yeah. Uh, versus going completely off a different path. And so, like, I understand that. I But I feel like Peggy deserves better than that. As much as I understand why they have to do that. But Peggy deserves her own story. It's true. And like, I, you know, if and when, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the, the purpose of this without really saying it, without them really stating it is that, you know, they want to have with the multiverse and stuff, the option to, you know, I mean, contracts come and go and people can come and go in this, in the MCU now because it's being burst wide open and anything can happen in that way. So if, you know, someone has to get recast or leaves or whatever, you know, there will be a way to tell that narratively and still make it cohesive. Mm -hmm. But this is they also seem to want to be able to bring back people or bring in like an alternate version of people and and all of that. So, you know, who there there is quite the chance that, you know, or at least I'm projecting that hope that maybe one day we will get live action Captain Carter. Maybe. And just like, you know, as part of a team up or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the in the meantime, you know, it was, I, I, I it was it was fine. I, I, I wanted more. The thing that I didn't really like about the episode is like, OK, I get it. It's the 1940s and, you know, sexism exists. Yeah. And it was like, OK, it was fine the first time to be like, ha, put you in your place. But when it was like. Nothing, I forgot. I think I blocked that from my mind. That it was just so much of like, she's a lady. She's a lady. She's a lady. Let's just keep bringing up the fact that ladies don't do this. And it was just like Bradley Whitford's character the whole time was just. Yeah. Yeah, that. It was just not fun. Yeah. Like that whole part. And. We might be entering more of the multiverse with the what if dog and cat cat. are in same space. Would you like to let the cat in? I will. So I will vamp while Casey does this. But welcome to our world where we're trying to get the cat and the dog to get to be together and exist. And that was a baby gate. That was not Casey's butt. (laughs) Nah, I don't know up to that. I know you've done it on this podcast. I'm like, I don't know why I'm thinking like, wow, have I? I'm like, I'm sure I have. We're almost no, at 100 episodes. No, you have because I've been like, do you want me to cut that out? And you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, episode two. So, also. Unless you had anything else to say about no, it? No, I'm just saying prepare thyselves for growls. She just went over to her little corner. Uh, prepare for vehicle growls in the form of a motorcycle or something. Yeah, we're... Like I said, we're recording in a different room. Hey, man. It's so apropos to the show. So, ready for episode two? Yes. Episode two. What if T'Challa were Star-Lord? What if this was the best episode? It was. It, I was like, there is no what if. Spoilers for the rest of this episode. It it was by far my favorite. Same. 
And also, it almost felt like they knew they weren't going to have Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. With well, how much he, they utilized him for this show. He certainly did. And, you know, I know that he was the first it. to sign up and he was just so eager and trying to get as much of the character out as he could. And, yeah, the the I mean, this is definitely the happiest episode and not that you know these episodes have to be completely happy but no but like it was just the most fun mm -hmm. by by because we found out that all the world needed was t'challa in space yep turns out all you needed is he just all you need is t'challa all you need is him in space (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean just goodness i you know we went from an episode of where everything was just kind of parallel to no everything's different everything everything's is, different everything's Eddie. different ha ha <laughs> uh, but just it was just such a wow t'challa really does make everything better for real like made the ravengers the good guys saved nebula and all them thanos was a barkeeper like yeah everything just kind of worked out pretty yeah the only thing is like his family was sad for a while and peter ended up being a battery for a little bit yeah and uh he yeah his family didn't die or anything and you know it was just like a oh we miss you and then he was like oh sorry i was in space and they're like good for you man we miss you but you know you just you just make the world better much like Chadwick Boseman. And so the thing that does make me sad about this episode and this season in, in general is that, you know, while we were just talking about potential live action uh, alternate versions or at least making an appearance and stuff, that's the one I'm going to be super sad that we can't get. Yeah. And also, like, if there is continuity between this season and the next season, for as much as they say that there won't be, I don't believe them. Yeah. In like a full sense is that we won't get Chadwick Boseman being himself again. So, I mean, you know, I guess if at some point maybe they're waiting to do it further down the line to like have, you know, bring in multiverse T'Challa and someone else and have a different actor or something. You know, I guess that's something they could do down the line. It wasn't something I'd really thought about until we got into this whole multiverse of madness, so to speak. Uh, But yeah. You know, so that way it's just like a completely separate T'Challa so that, you know, he can keep his legacy and everything. But yeah, other than that, like it was just it was just so enjoyable and I laughed and I had a good time and it just it was just it made you it made me chuckle and like a wow. What a what a difference for real. It was just like, wow, Peter. You just failed. <laughs> and Real Peter Quill, yeah. in case you didn't know. Real Not bad. trying to harp on Peter Parker. And it looked like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, but, you know, Peter Quill died instead. So, but not even that. No. As we found out later on, he didn't even die from that. No, we found out that Ego's plan all along was to use Peter Quill's battery for like a thousand years and then take over the galaxy. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to charge your planet phone cell phone (laughs) (laughs) we got there you gotta charge your cell phone (laughs) i'm gonna (sighs) silently pat myself on the back for that pat 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 
Thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah. Any, this any, is an audio medium. <laughs> anything else about episode two? Oh! Ugh. I I thought of something. Uh, Jimon Hansu, who uh, just was just so happy in that one because in Guardians, he's, oh yeah, he's just you know so dour, he's so just, serious. No, he's just like the biggest fanboy for uh, Star Lord, aka T'Challa, Prince of Space. Yeah, he's just like, oh man. Oh yeah, and like, the bad guy's the Collector. Yeah, which was cool. And the the girl, the Collector's assistant, yeah, prisoner girl, got her revenge. Yep, which I appreciated. That was like that, was a- that. That was probably the best one. The only thing time I think I didn't, I was like, oh no, was when I thought that Nebula was doing a heel face turn and did another heel face turn, oh, just yeah. did full circle. Yeah, she was like, I'm not gonna. Actually she was also betray just like, you. hey, <laughs> I really hey, liked T'Challa. the two of them, uh, just with her hair and everything. Like alternate Guardians team was very interesting to me. Yeah, I just like the noirness of Nebula just being like. I have a mission for you. <laughs> yeah, that one just had so much to like. And just Thanos was just like, I, there was some line where he's like, man, you know, this could have been so much worse. I, you know, you know, do you, at one point I thought about like wiping out half of humanity. Good thing I didn't have to do that. <laughs> you're just like, okay, I'm glad that you're like a good guy and stuff. And it's, it's kind of funny, but I still feel like you need therapy. <laughs> I just still feel like maybe... They should put you in, lock you away in the prison where you can never get out. Maybe <laughs> just like just like a, a feeling <laughs> that I have. And also Cosmo the dog was there. And Cosmo the dog. And on that note, we have episode three. It's called What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. That's the what if everyone died. Yep. It is the one where uh, Hope Van Dye. Uh died as a shield agent and her dad went psycho nuts yep and decides to murder all of the potential avengers and some for some reason four (laughs) (laughs) hey you said potential avengers i know but it's just like oh he looked like someone that you would recruit you know i feel like he he's giving me a main character of his own movie vibe and so yeah we can't let that slide no but like man that was depressing yeah, it, that was when it because it's also the first one where they go like tony stark dead and then you're like oh that's sad oh everyone else dead oh that's sad oh no just, this is gonna just keep happening yeah it was it was the first in that trend of just let's just watch all the characters we but like the hulk the hulk is that was nightmare my, fuel it, it is nightmare fuel. oh i hate that i probably hated more than any other part in the whole show mm-hmm so but yeah i mean the the one cool thing i'll say is the seeing deranged hank pym in the yellow jacket suit was cool visually i also will say i appreciated the the about face at the end with fury and loki where loki was fury and he do all the laughs and all that kind of stuff like that was interesting and then loki is evil so also that's what it took me a second to connect uh, at the end when Widow is brought back to a reality, that it's that reality. Oh. Yeah, because oh, she's, from- she's from that one. Because their Widow was dead and Loki was trying to take over. Right, okay. Yeah, it's that reality. Okay, gotcha. 
Great. So that was episode three. <laughs> Anything else to add? Um, like I here's the thing. I probably wouldn't have hated that episode. <laughs> not to be so blunt with my opinions, but I probably would not have disliked that episode because I here's the thing. I've said this before many places. I really like fan fiction. I like the what ifs. Um, and I've read some pretty like grim dark stories, and I'm fine with that as a concept. It was once it became clear that that was the trend that I just couldn't really like a lot of those episodes because I'm like, oh, this is just what we do yeah, in this it, show. It caused me to check out, and I'm like, oh, cool. So. I found myself not really caring about characters that I previously had. Yeah, and, so. and I wasn't invested in any of the stories because I'm like, the end result is always going to be the same thing. And so, like, on its own, this episode, I was like, on its own, without the rest of the series of this or the rest of the season to bring it down is a fine episode. Like, it's an interesting concept, minus the, I still think the Thor thing was too much of a hand wave for for the reason that they ha he had to die but like it's an interesting concept and i'm not against stories like that i'm against make realizing that that set the tone for the rest of the show and I'm like yeah cool we are in bummer central population everyone <laughs> yeah. oh population no one because they're all dead there you go more accurate yeah no i would agree with all of that i think just man forever that hulk thing man nope 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 heck nope so let's go over to episode four which is dr strange time loop dr Yay. strange groundhog day that one was love, one of the most depressing love it, love it love it of all the depressing episodes i think that was one of the most depressing ones yeah it was just like you know again there were despite you know i don't think either of us are huge fans of the animation style of the show it's not my favorite no but, you know after a while you get you kind of get used to it but there were you know all of the visually with with steven when he gets like his tentacle arms and he's absorbing all of these monsters and stuff that was interesting in like in a especially in a visual level you know of, of how it's affecting him and affecting his body and stuff but man just the all right well Let's just kill Rachel McAdams again and again and again and again and again and again. And it was just, it was just depressed. It was like really depressing and not, it, it didn't feel like a mystery spot thing where no. it was like kind of funny in a weird way. No. This one was just Well, because like the thing about super, like supernatural mystery spot is you know that they're going to find a way out. Yeah. And as we'd established in the previous episode, that was not the case. And like, I, I'm never a fan of the lady dying to fulfill a story and just having, going through it again and again. I did find the twist of that episode interesting, that there were two strangers, how that works without making another alternate reality and how they never interacted with each other, whatever. Um, but then that you had the two strangers fight and the evil one wins and absorbs everything. And like the absorption thing was really cool. Seeing all the different, like 
ways that it affected Strange's body and all that. Like, I found that part interesting, but the whole story is just like, <sighs> yeah, it was it was one of the most exhausting episodes. Yeah, because it was just like, okay, so we're gonna have to sit through this for a while, and then it ended with basically that whole universe is dead minus a little bubble with him in it. Yep. And like, again, I think there are versions. I think there are realities where I like these individual stories. If it didn't just start to feel like a drag to get through the series. (laughs) And just because I could, like, I always knew it was going to just be a sad ending. And I was just like, yeah, because I need variety right out of the gate. All right. Well, here's another sad Please have another sad. Yeah. And so I don't think the show individually was horrible, though. Like when you get into Tony Stark dying all the effing time, I'm just like, why? Yeah. Um, we I mean, I'll just say it. It does feel like versus the other things that we've seen where, you know, there are ripple effects and consequences and, you know, the aftermath of. Tony sacrifice in Endgame. This one just felt like it. It just it, it tried mocked to t- it. It mocked it and tried to take away its impact and weight. Because I'm like that whole movie, Endgame was really just one giant send off for Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And this is just like okay, like said, making them screw that character. It. Yeah, because like you have him here. Okay, I will go through my spiel now since we're on the topic. Pause our episode by episode review. You take him and you either make a mockery of every time he tries to make a sacrifice or make a mockery of his pain and anything, or you make him the bad guy. Like the the episode with Killmonger. Like he never learns anything. And I'm like, again, individually is fine. But when you package it into a whole deal, it just becomes a big F you to this character And sure, there are people who don't like this character. And that's fine. But since like the last really big thing to come out of the MCU was like that big send off for Robert Downey Jr., even including the Spider-Man movie afterwards, like was a big uh, like, what is the world now that Iron Man is gone? Is like, why? It's not fun. It's not clever. It's not anything except just like, tedious and honestly really really grating and that's my opinion i agree (laughs) next episode yep uh so after that one we have is it yeah we did what if zombies this was the one i was most excited for because i really like marvel zombies and they effed me over and because like again the the big thing about announcing the zombies are there is dead tony stark and then you cut his head off or whatever and it's just like coolio and then the entire thing with hope was just sad and then they also just laugh at sharon yeah that like none of the things that happened with sharon carter And her death in this episode needed to do that. That was completely gross. Everyone just got kind of, everyone that got killed off. I mean, her 
especially, but everyone just kind of got laughed off. Even the ones that should have had weight, you know, weight, you know, had still had that Marvel quip at the end. But in just like a really, it wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like this is the stuff that we use to cope. Yeah, this was way. just like a. That's just that doesn't make any sense and just means nothing. Especially with as as funny visually of a gag as it is to see Scott Lang be in a Futurama head and oh, float yeah. around with the the cape and stuff as visually funny as that is it was just like oh how about this person that was you know potentially the love of your life and your best friend sacrifice yourself for you and you're like over it and making jokes literally two seconds later yep. i'm just like that to me it, he cared more in the actual movies when he thought they were gone yeah and like, like scott like he, he cares. He does care. And, you know, he's definitely someone who uses that as a coping mechanism. And, you know, I, yeah, but it just the, the example I can think of at the top of my head is like Jake Peralta. Yep. Where, you know, they're like, I'm going to make a joke. Sorry. That's how I deal with stuff. And this is a really bad situation. I'm trying to deal with this right now in the yep. moment. That kind of thing versus just like, oh, yeah, who cares? And I'm like, what? What? So that might have been my least favorite episode. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think because like I mean, I'll I'll see it as as we go through the rest of it. But I think I agree, and that's like really honestly a a very big disappointment for me. Yeah, and just you know, the only people who made it to the end were all dudes. Oh yeah, because they killed off every single other lady, like every lady, and I'm like, why, why? The only. The only lady remaining is a zombie. I was just going to say, like, and, like, you know, we uh, we had talked about this earlier. Like, I know we we don't like to do a lot of just bad, bad review, bad, bad, bad on things. But, you know, we talk about all the Marvel stuff and we wanted to give our opinions on it. And, like, you know, there were things we liked, but there's also, you know, we're allowed to have a lot of problems with it. And so I wanted to say the one redeeming thing about this episode, mm -hmm. to give it one good thing was the part with T'Challa where he's like, whenever people, like, they're never really gone and that sort of thing. And that one hit. Yeah. That's the part that hit differently than any of his stuff in really any of the episodes. No, I was I just like, agree a, ooh, ooh, this this feels, this hits different. Yeah. Uh, and so I did appreciate that, uh, even though, you know, I'm sure at the time it wasn't meant to be like that. Uh, still, that was, like, one redeeming quality. Yeah. But I just... I think this episode, even more so than the other ones, was just when my brain just really checked out. Yeah, I I agree. Because, you know, the Doctor Strange one was a lot and it was heavy. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is this is rough. But the. You know, it was still the Doctor Strange one still felt like a choice. Mm -hmm. And it's like, OK, I didn't really I didn't like this choice, but it was still a choice that was made this the the marvel zombies episode just seemed like a giant oversight and it's like it was like oh you need to like read the room it just it just seemed like poor writing in my opinion yeah it was just like it wasn't very tactful no and it's like no one thought about you know killing off all of their female characters no one thought it was weird to make a joke about you know the people that you set up as like these heroes of the zombie apocalypse, these survivors, 
and making a joke about, oh my god, I'm wearing Sharon because I exploded her. Like, there, I feel like the zombie of Captain America got more respect than any lady in that episode. Yeah. And he, even he didn't get a lot of respect. I know. So that, that says all you need to know about that one. So anyway. let's, let's go to another one. How about the next one? Sure. The Oh, the happy one. What if Killmonger oh, rescued God. Tony Stark? Honestly, honestly, this might compete for my least favorite episode. Yeah, it was just like, okay, here we go again. And like, you know, it did, it did quickly depart in some ways from... Also, time, like timeline-wise, it felt not right. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm just like, how old is Killmonger? Yeah, because like, we exactly play... the same. Yeah, and he, like, how did we play with time in this reality? Like, like did the time just get like shifted around a little bit because yeah, something did it, not line up? I think it was just the fact that he looked exactly the same and was wearing the exact clothes that he would have been wearing like ten years later in Black Panther. Yeah, it was just like a okay. So we didn't really. I mean, he got his line about "I like anime." It's like okay, well. We finally get some acknowledgement about his Vegeta. Yep. But still. Look, but yeah, it was just like, man. It was like, okay, are we going to make him a good guy? Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, no. He's like bad. Because like, I like Killmonger in Black Panther. Like, he does things that are bad. But like, they do make a point of like, him not being a complete psychopathic monster. Yeah. And having like reasons and seeing the light of like, the choices and the ways to do the change that and, you're trying to do. And almost like a like a righteous anger yeah. out of it. And this was just like, nah, I'm gonna like screw all these people over, kill all these people, cause I just Kill T'Challa. Yeah. Just because like I want power. And not like even his reasonings in this are different. Like Yeah, so that was I think another way you're right, uh, how it kind of undermined what came before yeah because like the thing about killmonger in the black panther movie is like he does seem to have lines for where and what he's trying to do and the people he's trying to stand up for in in the uh what if episode it feels like he's willing to step on and hurt those people and that that's more of just like words to make himself not sound yeah he just became like very generic bad guy in this yeah where he there was so much more nuance in black panther and the thing is like i mean if if as long as they kind of ignore this episode a little bit well because like the thing with black panther 2 is the question in everyone's mind and you know the the sad reality of it is is like what's gonna happen with the character of black panther who's gonna be the black panther because it is a it is a mantle it's not just t'challa it is a mantle so you know that's the whole thing of that movie is like okay well who's gonna be black panther and so, you know, some people are like, hey, maybe they can bring in another, like we were saying, bring in an alternate Killmonger or just bring him back from the dead somehow mm -hmm. in some way. And maybe he will be Black Panther and, you know, change his ways in some aspects. But, you know, if if they said that and they're like, OK, we're bringing back Killmonger, he's going to be Black Panther. Most of us would be on board with it in oh, some way. Right. Like, you know, he, he has to like be better or get an alternate version or something to that effect. But still, like the idea of like, okay, Michael B. Jordan is going to be Black Panther. I don't feel like we you'd get a lot of. I don't think you get a lot of pushback, no. Yeah, uh, especially as long as they handle it well, and 
Ryan Coogler really knows how to handle it and they're best friends. So I'm like, yeah, that's, it could, it could work. But then this episode made me like change my mind on that completely. I'm like, if this is how it's going to be, I don't want Killmonger as no. Black Panther at all. I don't want him anywhere near that. No. And it was just like, cool. You know, there were still some, there was still some intrigue and redeeming qualities, even though he did, like you said, so many bad things. There was still that. It, it felt like his heart still was in a place that wanted to do good. It just got confused and corrupted by all the bad things going on in his life. Yeah. And like, I don't know. His I, core I, didn't seem yeah, and fully he, evil. He he seemed more like a he he's really really smart in Black Panther, and not to say he's not smart in this episode, but it just seemed like a well, they just how can I stab you. people in the back? Well, it's like I went to MIT, so I'm gonna hack these things. And like, here's the thing: I'm not a. There's nothing wrong with Killmonger being smarter than Tony Stark, but just like the way that they set him up, that like he could do all these things and no one could ever match him for anything, and then like. I don't know. It was just a lot of a lot of choices. Well, like you said before, it was just kind of hand wave of just like, don't worry about it. We're just like we're barreling through the story, so who cares? Right. It's just like I and I know it's a shorter format, but it's still But still. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, before we go on to the next one, I wanted to address the other thing that that you know, I, I understand why it was the way it was in the show, but it just it got distracting after a while, which was the inconsistency in the mix of uh, voice actors, voice actors of people playing their like reprising their roles versus having someone else come in. Yep. And there were some people that were good, like Josh Keaton was a really good Steve Rogers. And like, you know, it made sense that, you know, Chris Evans is done and we don't need him to come back. Same in in that kind of aspect with with Robert Downey Jr. not coming back for Tony, it's like, okay, well, they're they're done. They're contractually released and they, they don't have to... I didn't to... like the Tony voice, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, from a production standpoint... Yes, production-wise, I get it. It makes sense of, like, okay, well, we're probably not going to get those because they're they're done now. Um, but then it was just, like, you know... Just... I'm, I'm struggling to think of a few examples off the top of my head, but just, like... What do you, of just like ones that you don't like or ones? no no just where they, it was just different and it just didn't sound like them. Uh, Captain Marvel was different. Captain Marvel was different. Um, the person who did Ultron. Oh yeah, I hated it. I hated it. Which is weird. That so that was uh, Ross Markand who is known for doing impressions and is really really good at a lot of them. I mean that's why he played Red Skull. They. Put him and in he Skull. is amazing as Red Skull. He is not James Spader. <laughs> yeah, it was just one that just... And, like, here's the thing. He didn't have to be James Spader. He could have been, depending, he could have tried to be Paul Bettany. Yeah, which they... I mean, they had Paul Bettany. I know. Paul Bettany, when, when Vision was there, Paul Bettany did Vision's voice. Yeah, so I don't know why they didn't have Paul Bettany do Ultron Vision. Yeah, because it's just... I mean, I think it's okay that Ross Markin has one person that's not quite in his wheelhouse and just has everyone else. That's fine. He'll be all right. Yeah, James Spader is just a very specific voice. And it's also like, I'm just a fan and yeah. of James Spader from like many things. So I, it's just very noticeable to me when it just is not anywhere close to the mark. 
and I'm just like, uh, I wish he was, I wish that was happened for like Mark Ruffalo or something. So you could make that joke, but <laughs> Mark Ruffalo came back. He did. So did, uh, Chris Emsworth. Yep. I mean, a lot of them did. Who is an odd voice actor. Well, I think it just his face in this was very odd. Yeah, it didn't. His it was face like a square. Are we at that episode or are we still? Uh, that is the next episode. Okay, so. do you want to segue? Sure. I guess I just wanted to end with just like that inconsistency kept throwing me off. Uh, I will say that the another one I wanted to say that was actually good was um, Peter Parker. Mm. Like I could tell it wasn't him, but I did have to question myself a little bit. I was like, I don't think that's Tom Holland, but it definitely sounds really good. Mm hmm. And so, you know, that is something on the voice actor end that I want to do and like to do is, you know, impressions and being yeah. able to uh, voice match people. One thing that I do think was funny was I think you're like, who's playing Hope? And I was like, it says Evangeline Lily. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. like, what? At first I was like, man, this this person sounds nothing like Hope. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Evangeline Lily. And then it was. And I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of oops. Thor made a mess in Vegas. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting episode. I like that one overall. It was... It's... I'm not... Hi. It I'm... wasn't depressing, no. so that automatically boosted I liked uh, Frost Giant Loki. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I like that the only time he's happy and not, like, in a depressive state is when he's a Frost Giant. <laughs> um, it's almost as if... You are honest with your children or adoptive children that things kind of work out and that hiding stuff from them causes lots of trauma that are really hard to work through. Neither of us are adopted or know any kind of adoptive experiences. It's true. But I'm just like. I just want to put that out there. Very uh, fair. Um, but All I want to do is just blame Odin. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I the fight between Captain Marvel and Thor was fine. Um. I guess the episode was fine. Yeah. I just, like, I'm not a big party thing. So the fact that it's just all about, like, one big Vegas party and, oh, my God, I got to clean up before my mom gets home. I thought that was funny. And the fact that there were, it was literally like a, uh, they remade shots from The Hangover and it's supposed to be, like, I, the MCU version of The Hangover, I thought was pretty funny. Uh, I don't know The Hangover well enough. And I also just, I don't know. I'm not, like, a huge, like, drinking party person so like even stories that involve a lot of it i just kind of get bored yeah that's fair i mean i'm not much either but, but there are some his face story was ones. distracting yeah but i can i can enjoy some oh and then also darcy way. marries howard the duck yeah that was i was gonna that's that was dumb that was stupid i'm just like that was maybe more than anything else in this whole show i was just like I don't buy that as a thing that would happen. Mm -mm. I'm just like, yes, Darcy is quirky and stuff, but I'm just like, Howard the Duck? I'm just like, now you're just... Now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> now. I, yeah. Only only now. Only now. But yeah, the, it, it, was, it was a mixed bag, so I'm to speak. A mixed bag. So to speak, but... Mixed bagel? I didn't mind it that much. So we're almost there. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have what if Ultron won? Yay. Yay. So this one was kind of a two-parter. In, in a, in a it way. was the one to confirm that everything was in a shared 
story. Yeah, but it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of like a two part because it just mm-hmm. kind of kept going from where it was. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is the one that had Ultron fighting Black giant with- baby. Uh, the watcher. Oh, at the end, yeah. Yeah, and so that was like visually maybe one of the coolest things. Yeah. Unless that was in episode ten. No, there I was think a little w- bit in. in I think it was the end of this episode. Yeah, where he like gets knocked through because the, because the watcher watches and like follows Natasha and Clint to do whatever and is interacting and then Ultron sees them. Yeah, and then he like gets and then he punches through the plexiglass of reality. <laughs> Aren't we all just trying to punch through the plexiglass of reality? Yeah. It's too bouncy, though. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, much like some of the things in the show. Anyway, uh, mm. yeah, it was... This episode was all right. It was... It, it had fun. some interesting stuff in it. Um, like the Arnim Zola thing. And, and uh, I think... Because I, I, I kind of mixed this in the last episode together a little bit but i think this gave us some like for a brief moment the classic zola of like tv chest and no everything. that's that's, the next, that's one? the next one okay because that's when zola's in in ultron okay oh that's right okay this one ends with the watcher being like i must gather a team yeah and like you know we we it was something we had seen before but i did like the the climbing up the ladder and then hawkeye sacrifices with one big boom and gets the thing it was it was cool, like visually and everything, and I liked the like. It actually had a little bit of a stakes and tension where they're just looking through files, and it's like, no, 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 look over yeah, here. Yeah, that over was here. fun. Uh, but so, yeah, you know, it was fine. And Natasha was the last person on Earth. Yep. So she's like, "Peace out. I don't need to be here anymore." As we, because that's basically all that happens in this episode. Yeah. And it brings us to the finale, the season yeah. finale. So yeah, we get the we get the TV Zola, and we get the. I mean, please, I know that she went back because she had a date or whatever. But like, come on, Natasha. Excuse me, Natasha and Peggy were going hard for each other. Yeah, and you cannot tell me otherwise. No, like they definitely gave off vibes. There was definitely flirtation going on right there and then when she meets other natasha like you can see it is palpable yeah there is something going there going on there that is not steve from accounting (laughs) or whatever his name was because she's like whoever because it's the male version of whatever name she says to steve Mm. um from accounting and then she's like well what if his name was steve Mm. oh yeah where they're like trying to where they again do beat by beat the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, like what about this one where they try to set set them up? Yeah, so they grab Natasha from the Lone Universe, Peggy from her universe, Doctor Strange from his bubble, Killmonger for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, T'Challa, Star Lord, Thor, the Party Man, and Gamora. Who we have not seen at all. What are you talking about? Gamora had like three episodes all to herself. You know, remember when Gamora had those three episodes all to herself and everything? No, I no? think that was a different reality. Yeah, but they but they suggested that we know everything about this Gamora, so we must, right? 
Isn't that how it works? No. Oh. So there was like a press <laughs> release that said that one episode was moved to season two due to timing. Mm. So they're guessing it's that. And some people are like, was it moved because some part of that storyline didn't line up or some part of that storyline since uh, what if got pushed and everything got pushed, uh, revealed something that's too close to something in one of the movies. Mm. Or was Tony Stark alive and they could not do that (laughs) in season one? I bet that was it. I bet that was it. You're like, oh, right. Right. And even the watcher going, not you, Stark. (laughs) Why? But Killmonger. But Killmonger. Normally, in other circumstances, I would say, okay, Killmonger. But this was like, but Killmonger. But Killmonger, though. That Killmonger. And he's like, oh, I'm going to betray you and get Ultron's thing. And it's like, yeah, cool. It looks fine visually. It looks cool. He's like, but also like, how could I have foreseen this completely unexpected turn of events? I don't know, Jeffrey Wright, who's been watching the entire multiverse for eons. You couldn't have figured that one out as a possible solution is that maybe this dude that betrays everyone might betray everyone again. Like maybe you should have gone and found Pepper and Shuri. Who were leading yeah. a revolution against Killmonger, who had done martial warfare against civilians and murdered in cold blood multiple people. You done goofed, baby. Big baby. Big baby. <laughs> you done goofed. But like, yeah, choices were made. But... Other than that, you know, there was a lot of cool stuff to that episode. And I like, think that was definitely one of the better ones. I mean, me. I always enjoy a team up. So, like, that was interesting. Seeing everyone got, be like, oh, my gosh, your powers. Oh, my gosh, your powers. And, like, oh, look, it's the shot from the first Avengers, but with, you know, different people. You know? Yeah. Like but it's, like, the thing. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, I know that people, like, were like, oh, my gosh, they're punching through reality, doing all these kind of crazy things. Oh, my gosh, look at this, like... Almost Galactus visual with... Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Of like, oh, so Ultron's like, Oh, let's circle back for a minute. And because uh, it happened so fast, it was almost like we could have mentioned it and because it only takes two seconds to happen. Thanos getting split in half. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, so you can just... Thanos could have just done everything with one Infinity Stone. Or, or, or Vision could have just killed him right away. Exactly. Like, so they're like... Either Vision was lazy or Thanos was hella holding back. One of the two. Yep. And and when you couple that with... Uh, I have a proud moment for a second. In Loki, with Casey having all the Infinity Stones as paperweights, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have all the Infinity Stones. Well, so they set but, up the idea that the Infinity Stones, I guess, outside of their reality, don't do anything. Yeah. But I guess it's within the TVA reality they don't do anything. Yeah, that seemed to have some sort of like magical barrier or something, something to that effect. This one was just like, and it, it kind of makes sense of like, okay, well, you know, it doesn't work in a reality other than its own, even though you have the reality stone. But, so you can but here's the reality. thing. So like, why do, why do Ultron's things work in a reality that is not his reality, but gamora's stone infinity crusher thing doesn't work on stones not from her reality i don't know yeah i don't know 
Listen, the plot holes in this show are many. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought it it cheapened much like with the stuff cheapening Tony's stuff and with Killmonger, it just cheapened Thanos for it. It was like, oh, cool. So he was like the big overarching, big bad of the whole saga, the Infinity Saga. So three phases mm-hmm. is just nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. So no, now he's just a joke. Yeah. Because we're ready for the big games now. Oh. Uh, so. So that's 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 our thoughts on what if we need to wrap this up because you're gonna get some groceries. <gasps> wow. What if I got groceries? You would have food. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Quite. Nope. Can't think of a word. And this <laughs> this episode is killing me on my lack of segues. I have, which I have none. No, you just need to go to Glendale. There are many. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we would love to know what your thoughts were on what if. Did you really enjoy it? What parts did you like the best? What parts didn't you? What was your favorite episode? You can tell us all of that kind of stuff and more over on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere around the internet where I am Amory by the Sea. And I am Case Crusader. And just because we weren't as enthusiastic about the show as much as you know some of you out there might we still want to know and we still want to hear what you have to say because you are important and you are valid and your thoughts and opinions and the enjoyment you get out of a piece of media is important because it meant something to you and with that we bid adieu adieu to you and you and And you you. you. (laughs) uh thank you for listening to talk nerdy to me baby where we talk nerdy to you Every-ish Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or whenever you decide to tune into this on your preferred podcasting app. What's an ish Tuesday? It's when you just can't quite remember if it's actually Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.